0: Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson. In today's study of Isaiah, we're going to be seeing how Jerusalem was on the wrong side of God's justice. So today's readings are going to come from the ESV, and I am going to read the passage today. It's not too long. It's Isaiah 1, 21 through 26. So it reads, How the faithful city has become a whore, she who is full of justice, righteousness lodged in her. But now, murderers. Your silver has become dross. Your best wine mixed with water. Your princes are revels and companions of thieves. Everyone loves a bribe and runs after gifts. They do not bring justice to the fatherless. And the widow's cause does not come to them. Therefore, the Lord declares, The Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, Ah, I will get relief from my enemies and avenge myself on my foes. I will turn my hand against you and will smelt away your dross as with lye and remove all your alloy. And I will restore your judges as at the first, and your counselors as at the beginning. Afterward, you shall be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. So today we're going to see two things. One. Jerusalem's infidelity in verses 21 through 23, and to God's justice in verses 24 through 26. So, first we need to realize that Jerusalem was not always this low. Look at the language God uses silver has become dross, best wine mixed with water. So, this is not always bad. It had been at a very high point. God didn't use like Weak language, Use silver and best wine. So let's look at Jerusalem's descent. So we're going to start at King David's reign. King David might bring up a lot of things to your mind. You might think of the Psalms. You might think of David and Goliath. You might think of Bathsheba. So David had some highs and some lows. However, the Bible by and large portrays David as a godly man even going so far as to say that he was a man after God's own heart. So David would have been at or near the pinnacle of Jerusalem and Judah's kings. Excuse me, I made a mistake there. Of Israel's kings, as we're going to see a little bit later, not just Judah, would have been Israel and Judah. So next we have King Solomon's reign. Solomon was obviously a wise king, wrote the book of Proverbs, Um, Solomon, one of the wisest men who ever lived. Um, Now, he did have a decline later in his life, but for the most part, he was a very wise king. Israel had a lot of success and prosperity in his reign. Um, So, those two kings are what the silver and best wine refer to. Now, going back to the mistake I made earlier, here we have King Rehoboam. He was not a very wise dude. Um, he listened to his peers rather than King Solomon, the wisest king ever's counselors. And so, because of his folly, the kingdom split. So then it became Judah and Israel. Judah being the tribe of Judah and Benjamin, and then Israel being everyone else. So Solomon is basically, after Solomon, that's basically when the morality of Jerusalem and Judah goes one step forward, two steps back. So we see a lot of kings, some of them good, most of them not so good, and so eventually we end up here in Isaiah 1. So God lays out some specific sins of Judah, and specifically Jerusalem. So God first says that Jerusalem was like a harlot, and that's striking language. That is meant to take you aback. It's not meant... For you to sit down comfortably. God wants to get you off your feet. He wants you uncomfortable. So, to fully grasp the magnitude of this sin, this infidelity, we must remember who they were unfaithful to God. God had graciously called Abraham. He could have just let Abraham be. He didn't have to give him a mighty nation. And Without God, Sarah obviously would not have had kids because she was old. So God was being very gracious in giving Abraham a nation. So God also had many chances to abandon Israel because they broke the covenant so many times you lose count. Just open the book of Judges and you will see you'll be have your mind blown. Or read Kings and Chronicles. Anywhere you look in the Old Testament, you're likely to see Israel's unfaithfulness. However, at the same time, anywhere you look in the Old Testament, you are going to see God's patience, love, and mercy. But you're also going to see God's justice, as we're going to get to later on. So, Jerusalem was also filled with injustice and murder. So, this likely would have been, as we're going to see And a little bit, this was because they were filled with corrupt leaders. That's really where a lot of this corruption started. If you look at the kings Jerusalem had, and the kings that were ruling over Judah, you're likely to see the morality of the people. Now, a king can do everything. However, a king can change the morality of a nation almost single-handedly. Because people look up to leaders. And what they see from a leader will change their behavior. We see this in even in America. The more godly a leader, the more godly the nation will be. Obviously, you're going to have exceptions, but that is a pretty time-tested rule. So, another thing we see with Jerusalem is money corruption. Verse 23 says, Everyone loves a bribe and runs after gifts. And we see that Jerusalem did not take care of the needy. This one, and today, is easily overlooked in America, especially outside of cities. However, this is something that God talks about a lot. He talks about taking care of the needy. We see this in the Old Testament and the New. So Jerusalem was filled with people who only looked out for themselves. So next we see God's justice. God, as a holy, just, and loving God cannot overlook sin. God's punishment on Jerusalem is not simply punishment for the sake of punishment. God has laid out his plan for us, which sometimes he doesn't do. But here he shows us what he's going to do. So first, God removes the alloy from the silver, Jerusalem. So this is the hardest part. This he uses through his tool, Babylon. And he uses Babylon to overthrow Jerusalem, whether that be through siege, and then through the folly of Jerusalem and Judah of trying to run from that. So, then God restores godly leaders. Now, this one will take time. So, Judah, excuse me, Judah was not very good at picking godly leaders, so eventually... God, after those 70 years in Babylon, would bring them godly leaders. He'd bring godly leaders in Ezra and Nehemiah. So we see that God is faithful to his word. And then finally, God returns the glory of Jerusalem. And so we also see this fulfillment in Christ. And it's not fulfilled yet. The Bible talks about a new Jerusalem. Jerusalem's glory comes from God, which is true of believers too. We don't have glory in ourselves or our own righteousness, rather the righteousness that is given to us from God. We can't obey apart from God, and Jerusalem couldn't either. Another thing we need to realize is that God is at enmity against those who do not submit to him. Notice what he calls the corrupt leaders and wicked men in Jerusalem. My enemies and my foes, in verse 24. So God cannot call those who are wicked his own. So how then can anyone know God? First, God must step in and give life to the dead. We're like Lazarus in the tomb. God must call us out or else we will never believe in him. Jerusalem's redemption and the redemption of believers is meant to bring all glory to God and to God alone. Thanks for listening to another episode of Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out at our website, adoptedbelievers.com, for episodes and other resources. And like us on Facebook at Adopted Believers.